0: See, right
1: now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball,
2: they try very hard to ruin it.
3: I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem
2: saying it to his face. Oh, from Brooklyn. Hey, get
1: This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports.
3: Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mac and Jack Sports Show, our Friday edition. This is uh, this is the part time of the year that Jack takes his migration down to Florida. Of course, Byron's coming to us from Texas or Arkansas or in between the two states. I'm not exactly sure. It's a it's a mystical, magical place that Byron comes was from. And of course, I'm here at the sports uh, sports corner here in Connecticut. Good morning, guys. Good morning out there to everyone tuning in right now. How you doing, guys? We're doing good.
0: If Byron and myself had a choice, we'd want to be in Connecticut with you, Mac. That's
2: absolutely
1: nothing yes. like Connecticut. Yes, we will, we'll do that one day. We'll just have the table set up, the studio, be ready to go. Uh, so, you know, a lot of things happen while we're gone every week. Uh, you know, we do our Friday, Saturday, and Sunday show here on Mac and Jack Sports. Uh, you know, the, uh, Draymond Green has been a problem uh, for the NBA for quite a long time now. He's He's been suspended multiple 18, 19 times, whatever it is. He's been getting technicals all year. He gets in trouble, chokes somebody out. He decides he's going to punch somebody in the face after that, trying to tell everybody he didn't mean it, which anybody that watched that knows he meant it, and and that was it. So what the NBA did, and this is the first time that NBA has done this for this, I guess you include John Morant in there a little bit, but you know this guy's been around for a lot of years, and they suspended him indefinitely. And I want to get your, your two reaction to this. this. Indefinitely, what does that mean? Does that mean after he goes to a counselor and he, the counselor says, well, he's okay, he can come back and play? Or does that mean there's actually going to be suspension and they're going to follow through and make sure that this guy's ready to come back? What do you think, Jack? That means the NBA's let this go on like far too long. Look, Raymond Green
0: is a nice person. He's not a bad guy. He's not a hoodlum. He doesn't get into trouble uh, off the court. I mean, his problems are on the court. You know, they're game related. So let's, you know, stop it right there and study what should be done from that perspective. And the NBA hasn't done enough. This has gone on and on and on and on. And now we're going under the assumption, well, maybe Draymond Green can't help himself. And maybe that is the case. But we'll never know because the NBA has been very lax in dealing with Draymond Green over the years. If the penalties had been more severe, more harsh, maybe they would have put a stop to it. Maybe they would have nipped it in the bud. Draymond Green gets a very big game check. his game checks are very big, he can afford to miss a few games and be a very wealthy, wealthy man. Okay, so now the NBA... They're finally dealing with with it from another angle, thinking, well, maybe he can't help himself because he just had difficulty with the Rudy Gobert situation. We suspended him, and now something else happened again. But keep this in mind. With Raymond Green, it was an impulse. It's usually an impulse. He acts quick. He acts erratically. And he never seems to take full accountability for his actions. There's always seeming to be some type of excuse where he kind of plays it off. and it, You know what happened in practice with Jordan Poole where he took a cheap shot, punching his teammate. And what about the other players, guys, who are playing against Draymond Green? Their safety's at stake. You could turn your back and he could hit you suddenly. And the NBA has this problem with other players as well, but Draymond Green is in the forefront. Randy Beverly, he hits guys from behind. That's the ultimate cheap shot. And they always hand down like a ticky tack penalty, two, three games, which aren't that big a deal in the long run to the player. And the NBA has got to get a lot tougher. But right now, they're exploring another option. Draymond Green is going to go into counseling. And then we're going to hear the way counseling helped them this and that. And it won't happen again, according to Draymond Green. He'll try his best. And, and we'll, we'll see. But. The NBA can't let him play anytime soon.
2: Well, from you? my perspective, I, I just think that they need a better, stronger union. Uh, the one thing about the NFLPA, uh, we, we have a strong union. We, we meet throughout the offseason with the current players and the former players. And, you know, we, we have a lot of guys come in and weigh in on subject matters. And this is a subject matter that really put a bad eye on the NBA and so that's one of the things that we we you know we had a big meeting yesterday with the NFLPA uh, with the former chapter. So you have to have some type of regulation and guidelines because that is a black eye. And you got, you know, you're supposed to be a uh you know model for, model citizen for these kids. And you know, you got to you gotta put a lid on that. You got to do something that um, that doesn't, you know, interfere with the the disruption of the game. And no, it's no, it's not that's not part of what basketball should be about, and so you have to have these guidelines and rules. And they need the NBA Players Association to step in, and the commissioners step in, and they need to really define what this what this means to the NBA because you know it's all about your image, it's all about sales, and, and it's all about he hurt his team. I mean, you if you're a team player, you don't do things like that. That's not that's not a part of the game.
0: Byron, Byron, unions, uh, I just want to say one thing about unions, Mac. Unions are a big part of the problem, Byron, a big part of it. Because the player who gets cheap-shotted, the union doesn't have his back. They have the back of the player who took the cheap shot. It happens all the time when Draymond Green takes a cheap shot. If Commissioner Adam Silver had the guts to suspend him the rest of the season... The union wouldn't look after the player that got injured by Draymond Green. They would look after Draymond Green to try to lessen the penalty as much as they could. And uh, that's what I'm saying though, Jack. I'm
2: saying that the union need to be need to be more uh more firmer of of, of penalties and help help set the standards. I, I mean, I'm just saying the NFL have a our union is pretty good. I think it's the best union that in sports, and I think we are, we we have to find a lot of things moving forward. I mean, you ain't gonna you gonna still have some some things that you got to you know tweak and, and help out, but you definitely got to find certain things that need to be the image of the organization. So I'm just saying that the NBA need to probably look at look at uh, getting involved with defining what what should what should go on on the football on the basketball court on and off the court throughout the year. You have to have some, some strict laws and guidelines for these players.
1: Byron, a couple of things you talked about I going to touch on. First of all, he signed a big contract. He's there for a few years. Uh anyway, and, and and the GM that, you know, he checked out, the former GM which was Smart I think. Maya, yeah, Maya's, yeah. So now, so now Byron, as you said, he hurts the team. Without Draymond Green, uh, they're thin enough the Warriors and you know, this team is is getting older. It's uh, you know, they, Draymond Green's a big part of the team. So first of all, he hurts the team, which this is something he wasn't—he's not thinking about enough when he does yeah. something like this. And secondly, I understand what Jack's saying, but really, they're the the uh, the players' association is helped to get to help the person who is getting punished. That's what they're there to defend the guy. The guy that gets hurt, unless he really gets hurt and he has to get medical, or whatever, I imagine the NFL Players Association or the NBA Players Association would help him too. But first and foremost, they're going to, they're going to try to defend a player that got fined or suspended or whatever like that. That's part of their job, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, that's part of the job. They do have they have fines and, and penalties, but 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 still, though, I'm saying that. I, I think that he, he definitely need counseling. He definitely need, you know, you, you got certain people in certain case scenarios that need to be uh, uh, weighed in on this on this matter because this is just not, you know, just not the proper protocol. So it, it, it's very in-depth that, you know, they have major problems. And, uh, you know, hurting these guys in, in the pocketbook is probably doesn't matter anymore because they make so much money. You know, this guy probably got a big contract, you know, with sponsors. You know, so. He Got money coming from all over,
0: all over the place.
1: Well, and look the, at all
0: the times this has happened with Draymond Green, guys, over and over and over. And it could have gotten nipped in the bud much earlier. Now, he's right? an embarrassment I was, I so. to the
1: NBA. I don't think it could have been nipped nip, nip in the bud. This is the way the guy is. Uh he was he's been he was
0: definitely, permanently if he when, can't first, get it together. If, he, first, if after he's after a safety it, he shouldn't be playing.
1: I I just I don't think he, it would affect Draymond Green. I don't think it's gonna affect him. It, I mean it, it
0: would I don't think it affect him. He wouldn't be think, allowed to take the court. I
1: don't think counseling was gonna help this guy. I really don't. I really I don't think any of this is gonna help him. It's the type of player he is. He's 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 that type of player. I mean, for to do what he did and act like he didn't do anything is just not only. I, I don't think it's an impulse. I think he's a liar. He meant to do it. I come on, man. Like, you, ma, you, ma- around, ma- you saw that guy there. You punched him in the face. You're a liar. That's all you are. You you got caught and you did it in front of everybody. And you send a yeah. message to the other team. that I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you in the face if you if you, if you guard. Me. So
0: you're telling me, Matt, Matt. Just allow him to play, can't help himself. But just saying, Draymond is him to play. bigger than I'm, the game.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm saying, Jack, that it's not, this, all this is not going to help him. It's not going to do anything. And he can't play again. And well,
0: counseling isn't again. going to help so, him. If so, he can't control so, himself, he should not so be where, playing where, where, again. Where's the,
1: where's the team's responsibility for this stuff then? Where yeah. does the team, where does their responsibility come in to let that player play on the floor in the condition he plays in? So why is why aren't the Warriors being suspe- uh, fined? Why isn't why isn't the head coach being fine? He's allowing this player to be out there. They know exactly what this guy is, and why aren't they being fined, Jack? It's, it's the- but you know what?
2: The coach can't do nothing with him. I mean, the coach can. <laughs> don't
1: play him. Don't play him. Don't play him. Sit him on the bench. Why can't the GM say you're not playing anymore? Why can't the owner say yeah, we don't need you anymore? You're 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 unbecoming the Warriors. We we negate your we negate your uh contract. See you later. I know there's clauses. Why don't they do that? That is a bunch of nonsense. Let's let's push out to Shohan, Otani. Um signed by the Dodgers, which I knew all along. I think most people knew uh that this was gonna happen. Um interesting, he's taking um he's taking you know all his money putting it almost to the back of the contract so they can sign, sign other players. I he just
3: I just, I just,
1: yeah, I just read this morning it's like almost a $1,000 for standing room for tickets now. So you figure one ticket, standing room only gives them about $81,000 a year. Very interesting. So, I mean, anyway, um, your thoughts, Jack, on show Shohan Otani with the Dodgers? What do you think? You know, it's obvious he wanted to play for the Dodgers, even though he was a
0: free agent. And hypothetically, every team could have bid on him. You get, you get the feeling, no matter what offer they put out there, his mind was made up. He wanted to be an LA Dodger, and he wound up being an LA Dodger. And he was able to backload 680 out of the 700 million. Uh, the money he, he starts getting paid that the 680 million, like in the year 2034. Or so and he's getting two million a year in the meantime. But this is a player who's making close to $50 million a year in endorsements. So he can afford to backload the money. And that is, so he's going to get his pot of gold later. And the Dodgers now, they made another deal. They're getting Tyler Glasnow, the ace of the Tampa Bay Rays. So they're really like loading up, making an all-out bid, you know, to win the World Series. But with that said, the baseball playoffs are so tricky. The Atlanta Braves had far and away the best team last year. They have a better team than the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's not even close, but it was the Diamondbacks who played well in the playoffs and they went to the World Series. So baseball is the most unpredictable, I think, of the major sports. Certainly powerhouse NFL teams, one of them is going to be in the Super Bowl at least. Basketball. One of the strongest teams is going to be in the finals, at least. But the, you don't get Arizona Diamondback type stories, usually in the NFL or NBA. You, you could conceivably, but it's unlikely. Yeah, but Ohtani's true. deal, I mean, good for the Dodgers, good for him. And that's what I that's what I tried to stress to you, Mac, a while ago with the Aaron Judge contract. It's more than the player. The Dodgers are getting more than the player in Ohtani. They're getting this marketing machine that lifts the team's brand much higher. Yeah, yeah, I,
2: I, yeah. I, I, you know, buying merchandise and buying his jersey that's another, that's a whole nother revenue right there.
1: Right, Sponsor, right.
0: New sponsors coming in, you know, a whole new fan base.
1: Yeah, yeah. see, By- see, Byron, you should have become a baseball player. You blew it along. Hey, yo, I'm me and my grandsons, that's what we're finna focus on. You're to start focusing on baseball. That's good. Um, so let's get to the NFL. You know, Byron's our NFL analyst here every week. Uh, last night's game was a blowout. The, the the Raiders had 42 points by halftime. Chargers look pathetic. Um, they did a great job, as I mentioned before the show, on, on containing Cleo Mac. But that was that. I mean, even if they didn't, they still beat him soundly. A lot of turnovers, three fumbles, one fumble return for a touchdown, an interception return for a touchdown. It just looked like it looked like the Chargers weren't even really trying. And, and and some and on some of the plays, by they weren't even trying to tackle and stuff, um, or not giving enough effort. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, is it because of the coach? I see Mac after the show. He says, "You know, we love this guy." Blah blah blah. I don't want to see him going anywhere. But I don't think the whole team feels like that. Byron.
2: Absolutely, you can see that they don't lost every respect from the coach. I mean, the coach is just on the sideline. He's he's not communicating with players coming in and out of the game or off the football field. You know, it just seemed like it's just a matter of time to just going to let him go because you can just see it in the space and uh you know unfortunately 3 years there and they had high expectations and that's the one thing about football you don't know how injuries going to go you don't know how how the you know momentum going to go throughout the year but you know to, to be 350 immediately before the game gets started it's really sad so and 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 I just hate it for the, for the Chargers because they were one of the teams that everybody thought going
0: to be in the playoffs. Well, my wait, wait wait let's remind Mac. Mac after week 1 he I gave me a lecture The Dolphins and the Chargers mark his words in the AFC Championship game. I raised
1: my hand. I was one
0: of them. Maybe the Dolphins will be. The Dolphins might be you know, still yet. but the char- Listen, I didn't think the Chargers are going to be this bad. No one yeah. did. I mean, they're five and nine. They're not going to win their next three in a row. Uh If Brandon Staley stays, that is going to be a shock. That's going to show that the ownership has such faith in him. I don't necessarily feel coaches should get fired because they have a down year. You have to look at the coach's potential. Do you believe in that coach? Does the Charger ownership actually believe in this guy? I mean, there's there's been so many questionable in-game decisions he's made, games that have been on the line. Yesterday's game wasn't on the line. And you'd think a team would come ready to play. The Chargers weren't ready to play. I know Stigley, their quarterback, had some turnovers and all, and they were playing with a backup. But what has even happened to Justin Herbert when he was healthy this year? He's out for the rest of the year. He's regressed. Is that on the coach at all? Because Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL going into this year, now has slipped, you know, to the point where he's not even a quality starter based on what he showed this year, even though I do expect him to bounce back next year.
2: Yeah, I think, too, you have to look at the coaches. I, I mean, the office, the office coordinator, uh, Kevin Moore, was here in Dallas. And I mean, his play calling is suspect to me. And I just think that you have to look at the whole case scenario picture. And then like Justin Herbert been hurt, you know, he he he'd been banged up all year. So, and then they always have had their key receivers out of the game. So, it, there's a series of things that really justify that they, they were going to have a problem from the get-go once all these injuries and things occurred on that team.
1: Byron, everybody has injuries at this time of the year. Yeah. That's, that's I
2: understand that, but I'm just saying
0: no key injuries. No excuse. Byron, everyone has key, key, injury. Injury. Give me key a injuries. Break. come the on.
1: quarterbacks are in, and most of the teams right now, yeah, key injuries. Listen, the, the listen. What showed me? Yes, it is two things about about both. One, Staley's still looking at his play thing when they're down. Uh, 42 to nothing. He's still looking at his playbook. Uh, I would have ripped it up on the sidelines. Forget it. We're going to run the ball. I mean, what are you looking at? It's not working, dude. You're down 42 to nothing. I don't know if I would have came out in the second half. I would have probably went up and I probably would have sat with the owner and said, if you guys don't want to play, I don't want to coach you. I mean, I I don't know what you can do in that spot. I've been on some bad teams, but we never stopped trying. And, you know, I, I really don't know what he could have done to make that better, uh, a play sheet wasn't going to help. I'll tell you that because it wasn't 42 to nothing. The play sheet isn't working. So I kind of made fun of that when, when I was sitting there with the producer, um, it was, it was interesting, but I, I mean, you know, I, I I don't think Staley belongs as a head coach of the chargers. I think he's done uh, especially after this, as I said, with Jack, I, Jack said, I don't see them winning out and possibly making a push to the to the wild card i don't think that's gonna happen so uh you know listen the, how, how many years he's been there two years right how many years it was, year. was a third year right Rick, Jack, I, when i was young i could have caught him right. i don't know at this stage yeah. you talk about a quarterback you, you know how many years do you want to stick with his coach i don't think that he's a good head coach maybe he's a good defensive coordinator i don't know i have yeah. no idea but uh, but he's not a head coach. Some people just. Can't I'm not a guys coach.
0: guys guys. I'm not the biggest Richard Sherman fan, but he said something that was funny yesterday. He said the Chargers should have made a coaching change at halftime. Can you imagine that was done at halftime? The owner comes in, he calls the coach in the office on of the side, "You're fired," and points an assistant. You take over the rest of the game. Makes an in-game change. I can't remember that ever being done before. Well, they
2: should have done it because, I mean, 35-0, to 42-0 at halftime, that would was made a good statement in football, for sure. But
0: I'm not – you know, I hate to see with, people
1: lose their shot. I'd let finish it finish off a year and then – yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. with, with that, These with that. Would that have ever happened with Bill Parcells or Bill – I mean, they talk about Bill Belichick. I've never seen that happen to Bill Belichick, not even this year. I mean, I've never seen a team give up. So there's something going on there. And and to me, Staley, I mean, what do you do? Sit all of the, the, the starters down and put all – I mean, you got to do something. I mean, I would have yeah, yeah. done something. And another thing, too, these guys got guaranteed
2: contract. So if, if I'm at halftime and go and pay him off his contract and let him go,
0: that's why you have to do it. You know, it's, it's all about expectations, guys. If the expectations weren't high for the L.A. Chargers, they could tolerate this season a little more. But, you know, in some quarters, they were considered Super Bowl contenders and to have this type of year. And it's gotten to the year with the players. There's nothing really to play for. Not the established players who had big dreams about this year. You're going to hear the Jim Jeff coach say all they want. Oh, you're going to be up for each game no matter what. You're professional. That all sounds good. But at this point in the year, don't tell me with three games left, the Charger veterans. You mentioned a guy like Khalil Mack can be up for these games. He, I can practically guarantee he just wants to get this season over with. And there are a number of other players on that team, they can't wait to get the season over with and go home.
1: Yeah, they was all thinking about Christmas at halftime. So I'm telling I you. I think so. I think so. Hey, Jim did not say talk about the Chargers traveling to Las Vegas. You know, maybe that's why they lost. Uh, Byron, uh, a lot of upsets of the favorite teams last week. Giants, Jets, Spears, Tennessee, knocking off some pretty good teams. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Giants offensive uh, player of the week and the Jets had the offensive player of the week and they both were the quarterbacks. I right. mean, that is something, uh, unbelievable. Uh, the bears knock off the lions. I'm telling you, I'm riding the bears the rest of the year when I'm in my picks, I think, I think they're, they're, they're going to end up being monsters. Uh, I think they might even make a run at that. At the well, game. I'm going to wow. tell you if
0: they do Mac, if they do, they're going to have a problem, a, a big decision to make, uh, Do they draft a quarterback number one and move on from Justin Fields and trade Justin Fields? Do they stick with Justin Fields? Because I want to tell you something. If they stick with Justin Fields and he's so, so next year going forward, and either Williams or May is absolutely outstanding, if they're the next C.J. Stroud, the Bear franchise never lives this down. I mean, it's a gamble, a real big gamble.
2: I just think you got to stay with Justin Fields. I mean, he almost got—he's the third leading rushing quarterback in the league, and he set out a couple of games. He almost got 500 yards. So Justin Fields ain't nothing wrong with. He you. You just got to get in the right offense, and you got to get the right players inserted, like good tight end, a better, a, add another receiver. I mean, the running—the running back needs to be in place. I mean, certain things that that the Chicago Bears could do to be very, very uh, competitive in the NFC North.
1: I know what I got. I know what I got in fields. I don't know what I got in the college quarterback. And, and that's what I would do. I'd give him, I'd at least give him another year to see if he grows. Even but but you, you,
0: game can't game. you can't just say at least another year. Cause the other year doesn't work out. Mac, the bears are never going to be in this opportunity again, having the number one overall. Pick. You cares, do you I believe in any game. of the college?
1: Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If what's a better what's is a better pickup for the Bears? Uh Is it uh Harrison, the wide receiver, or is it Caleb Williams? Harrison is great. He's absolutely so, great. So but if, if,
0: William, if Williams is the next CJ Stroud, which he very well might be, maybe even better than CJ Stroud, maybe he's
1: worse. If maybe he's
0: worse. That, if he's that guy. Let me put it. Let me put it clearly. If you have a choice to have CJ Stroud, if you're the Chicago Bears, he's available. You know what you got in CJ Stroud. Do you move on from Williams and take CJ Stroud number one, or do you draft Harrison and stay with Williams?
1: Which way? Byron, what, what
0: about you?
2: Oh. I, mean, I, would, I would definitely I would take Harrison. That's what I would take. I would okay. take the receiver. That I think could come in and help us immediately. Well,
0: you're a wide receiver. You're not the guy to ask this. Could
1: you imagine? You imagine? Uh, can you imagine DJ Moore and Harrison for to to throw to? Yeah, that yeah. would be a yeah. combination. That would that'd so be ideal idea to me. And these and just think,
2: just think about this, guys. These these college quarterbacks hadn't really came into the NFL and set the, the world on fire. I mean, they had high expectations. But a lot of them haven't
1: done that. So, Shroud, and, only- Shroud is an, Shroud is an yeah. exception. That's is the that, exception. Yeah. You anyway. Um, yeah. So, we look at Cleveland beating Jacksonville again. Uh, another big upset. Old man Joe Flacco, skull-chewing, tobacco-chewing guy goes out there off the couch. Has a good game. And and uh, they just – they did a great job. Buffalo, big win over over KC. Uh, We talked about that a little bit before, um, you know, with with uh, Casey, uh, you know, crying and and carrying on. And when it was their fault, they lost. Um, You know, I I, they just they they just got to get their stuff together. Dak, great game against uh, and the defense, a great game against the Eagles. Um, You know, I mean, Dallas looks like the better team than the Eagles this year. I don't know if they're going to end up winning because they got a tough schedule coming up. But to me, right at this time, I think Dallas is better than the Eagles, Byron.
0: Eagles are going to have to straighten, straighten out. Right at this moment, the Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles at this moment. It's the Eagles' job to straighten things out in the next few weeks and come playoff time to be what they were earlier this year and last year. Can they straighten out? Mm-hmm. Or has, has their decline begun all of a sudden? Sometimes a team declines in midseason. Like people forget, for example, Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots, they lost in the first the first game of the playoffs. They were eight and zero that year to start the season, and then went four and four the rest of the year. Yeah. And they finished twelve, and then lost in the playoffs. So the sign was they went from an eight and zero to a four and four team during the season, and this is the case with the Eagles they have a tough game this week uh they're playing at Seattle even though they're favored. that's a tough game and this is a much better Seahawks team than their six and seven record indicates the Seahawks look to me like a team that could turn it around get a playoff position and and be competitive in the playoffs despite how poorly they played at times uh but so let's see whether the Eagles get it together after two terrible, you know, weeks in a row.
2: Yeah. And and the Dallas Cowboys, they here they practicing with water balls, uh, ice balls, and uh they preparing themselves for the game before the rain this weekend up in Buffalo, but nothing prepares you for the game. Dallas is what three and three on the road uh this year, away from home. But they look like a super team when they're playing here in Dallas. So we'll see what happens. But I do think. Uh, Buffalo have found their way back into the winning circle. And I think it's gonna be hard for Dallas to beat the Buffalo Bills this weekend.
1: Rick make, brings up the point I was gonna bring up. Listen, not only the Eagles lost both their de- defensive coordinators, but their defensive line all of a sudden is getting older. Uh, they're not getting the sacks anymore. Um, you know, and if you're not getting the sacks, it exposes their defensive secondary. Their linebackers are not a strong part of the Eagles' uh, defense. It's just a ripple effect, and I think. You know, from what I what I listened to some quarterbacks talking, Byron, and uh mm-hmm. they said this very easy team to read. They don't change your sets. Yeah, they, the quarterback knows when it gets on the line what their their formation is, and they attack it. And to me, uh, I don't care how good your defensive line is or how good your defense is, you're still going to throw some ripples at people to try to confuse them. And what these quarterbacks were saying. That were on 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 the show here. They were saying they don't change the defenses at all from when they get up to the line to when the play is called to, to the snap count. So, um, yeah,
2: yeah, and, and I, that that really a reflection of their team. You know, they both of their offense coordinator, defense coordinator, is not there anymore. So they do have a new uh, coaching staff that doesn't, you know, is not doing what they was doing in the past. So yes, that's exactly.
1: the truth. That's the truth. So good morning, Keith Angle, TGI Sports Talk. Glad to have you on, Keith. Good morning, Yes, sir. I so would- we're just we're just going through Keith. We're we're taking a little quick look at uh, at uh, you know the games last week. What's coming up this week, and that's what we're getting on right now. Of course, sure. the last the last one I want to mention was Tennessee beating the Dolphins. Very interesting. Uh, you know, just when you think Miami's going to be that team, they lose to the Tennessee Titans. But that happened to a lot of teams. Who's the
3: quarterback? Who, who's the quarterback that led that comeback? I'm just curious. Who's getting
0: hey, no, no, Kate, Kate, let's not get carried away. There's so many backups and new I'm quarterbacks. Trying. Everyone is having a good game now and then. And even Zach Wilson was named AFC player of the week. Okay, so let me question. throw that at you. He, he was AFC player of the week, Zach Wilson. And I'm not getting excited. Uh, you know, I'm not Mac's the only one getting excited about Tommy Cutless. Mac yeah. good. The I am happy, happy. when it's not in
3: really Will,
1: Will Levis was the answer
3: to my question. I'm just,
1: yeah. <laughs> I agree I'm with no, that. Will. I'm more <laughs> excited about Zach Wilson having a good game. I, I feel bad for the kid, and uh, as long as Aaron Rodgers keeps coaching him up, he'll be fine for the rest of the year. I don't know how, how he'll finish, but uh, he'll continue to play well as long as Rodgers is on that sideline with him. So, we got a few questions for for Byron and Keith and Jack. Um, can Chicago keep this winning streak alive? Oh,
3: the coach better hope they do, I think, because I think he's in trouble if they don't. And Josh, Josh, or I'm sorry, Justin Fields as well, because you know they've got that first pick in the drafts, and I know they love a guy out there in California, so. I think it's imperative they do for those two guys.
0: we were just debating that, and Mac and Byron say they stick with Justin Fields. I'm not so sure. I'm so high on Marvin Harrison. I would love any team getting Harrison. Wow, what a player! So I might stick with Justin Fields conceivably only because of Marvin Harrison. But if you believe Maybe. Williams and May are going to be great quarterbacks, and you bypass Maybe. them, and stick with Justin
1: Fields. What does that mean going forward? What well, it May come in here? I knew, I knew people were going to start talking about May. May is not that good. He's
3: terrible. Drake May's a number. Drake May, and I'll, I'll go out on a limb just like I did last year. Drake May is the best quarterback coming out of this draft. Oh wow.
1: my God! There you, there you have yeah. it. Levis is the best, and now May is the best. All right. No, so, Levis might prove Keith
0: right. Oh fantasy. my God! Gotcha. The jury's still out. Give it no. time with Levis. He needs to pull a lot. Give yeah, him, give the him a season. Jury's out. It's out, it's out of-
3: if I live another three or four years, we'll have this conversation then.
1: The jury's still out on Bryce Young, and he's still a bust, too. So, anyway, um, we've got uh, Ken Flacco. Can can he keep the streak alive? One in a row, throws for over 300 <laughs> yards. He's, he, he, he had to go get some oxygen on the sideline a couple times, but yeah. he, did, he, he did play well. He so, graduated
3: uh, a year behind me in high school. And I think you know, he, he look at the Bears. I don't know how the Browns are doing. They got a great defense, but uh, – mm-hmm. And that division is, I I don't know, Baltimore is okay, but that division is kind of weak, So, You know what? Look at all the teams other than the top teams in each league. And there's only a couple. Everybody's, you know, five and seven, seven and six. And this is what the NFL wants. And they got a great uh, bit of parody to finish out the season here the last four weeks. Yeah, at six and seven, record is looking good. Six and seven, yeah, they look pretty good. You're in a great position at six and seven. That's, that's- you know you got to
0: think of the Giants. If they didn't blow that game against the Jets, give that game away, they would be actually in a serious playoff position. Now, now it's a long shot the Giants making the playoffs, but that one extra game, yeah. Wow, imagine the Giants don't make the playoffs because they gave that game away at the end.
3: Well, they're only team outers. So. I mean, they're not that far away from. A bunch
1: of teams ahead of them, and they played. No, true. Well, they'll, they'll they'll take care of business against New Orleans and move up a slot. Will Green Bay bags bounce back this week? What do you guys think? I think they will. I I, I think they'll bounce back. Oh, you were drafted by Green Bay. Your opinions of the <laughs> you know, so
3: Mac asks you a serious question, and no matter what your answer, he's gonna fight away to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> I said it because you I know am. I am.
2: I am. it's hard much to much win much in bad. Green Bay, so yeah, unless you're Green Bay, unless you're a Packer, you gonna you know, I think they gonna win this week. So I yeah. do too. I don't
3: think it's a very good buccaneer team they are playing, they're playing at home. I think they bounce back this week. Yeah,
1: all right. I don't know, but Baker looked good. Uh what are we what are we looking at? The Jets in Miami. Do the Jets have an outside chance? To beat Miami, of course you will say yes to that. Will they beat Miami? That's the question.
2: No, <laughs> no. I, 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 I like often when they come off a lose, come off a game that they should have really won. So I, yeah. I think they're gonna be really focused this week. Yeah. Something
0: tells me though, maybe I'm wrong. I was wrong the first time. I thought the Jets were gonna be competitive against Miami, give them a tough game, but I think this time they really will. Because I think something about the Jets, they're a little revitalized. I don't think Miami's just going to roll over. Miami's really going to have to work, you know, to beat the Jets this game. You know, a little
3: bit of confidence can do wonders, right? Now now we'll find out whether that momentum can build over, uh, carry over. And I like the way the Jets, we talked a little bit about the other night a little bit. They opened the playbook up a little bit for Zach yeah. Wilson. And I think that helped liberate him a little bit. So we'll see. Yeah. There you go.
1: Liberating Zach game. Wilson. Yeah, one game. We'll see. Hey, listen, I think, I think they'll play Miami. Really tough. I think they have a shot at winning it at the end. Uh, New York Giants go to New Orleans to face Derek Carr, who likes to argue with everybody on his team, including the offensive line. That's your
0: so. boy. That's your
1: franchise.
0: That's, guy. that's what he
1: he, he, about for three years. He ain't <laughs> he taking crap <laughs> from just, anybody. Derek,
0: Derek Carr. Oh, he's too good to be a backup, but not good enough, really, to be a starter. He's a tweener.
1: He's a tweener. Yeah, I agree with you. I could that's the new word for
0: Garrett the tweener. All yeah, right. tweener he would be the best backup quarterback in football if they made him a backup. Huh?
3: <laughs> Which we know Jack knows is important because we need to he have
1: boss. Boss. Yeah, I'd love that they Carr to come they, up. They and, will. They <laughs> will. And you and you know, and you know, I how do you would any offensive of dare argue with Phil Sims when they're leaving the field, Byron? I mean, no. would that have ever happened? Oh, that would have never happened.
2: That never happened. I never, never seen
1: that. That would have never happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe, maybe they're talking about something that has nothing to do with football. I don't know. Well, but no, no, know.
0: you know these guys. <laughs> if their buddies Bart Oates and Phil uh, Sims, you could see guys like that maybe arguing on the sideline. If you got a close relationship like Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning, you could go at it a little. If you're friends, you know one another, and it doesn't become personal. But they see Derek – but it's embarrassing. A center snapping at the quarterback and the quarterback yelling back at him as they're leaving the field. It's embarrassing.
3: I think it's bad that – I mean, we're comparing Derek Carr to to, uh, Peyton Manning and, by the way, Tom Brady did the same kind of things, and and even Phil Simms. He's not in that – that a level of quarterback to be able to, to have that type of relationship with his offensive lineman that might like
2: what I right. should have done. I should have sent him a note saying that Bill Sim did buy all his offensive lineman Rolex. <laughs> there
1: you go. That's the way to do it, man. That's how you, that's how you make friends. Uh, Why don't you was- buy the wide
3: receivers uh, stuff? Byron, I mean, I he, bought, he
1: bought us boots. We we asked the yeah,
3: boots. boots. Just bought <laughs> us
1: boots. So. They got Rolexes,
3: they you got mountain boots. Yeah, That's yeah.
1: it. protect. <laughs> they didn't protect Phil. They don't. okay just <laughs> to make them look good. Anyway, so um Dallas Whoa. Dallas again goes up to Buffalo as, as Byron was talking about their trading with ice footballs. Byron was saying they're catching ice footballs and they're having snowball fights and all that stuff just to get ready for Buffalo. So what you know, I really think that Dallas can go to Buffalo and win this game. I really think they could.
3: I I agree. Buffalo's got enough problems. The last week's win notwithstanding, that game was you know that it's not like they had this decisive decisive victory last week against the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs gave it away as much as the Bills won it, and uh, I think Dallas can go there and win.
2: I I, you know, I, I, mean, I think it's going to be the running back. It's going to be the key factor in this game. I think they're yeah. going to probably run that ball.
1: Who, who, who's that? You talking about, who are you talking about? You talking about the Dallas running back or the Buffalo running back? I'm thinking, I'm thinking whichever running back side is uh, better. That's, of for performance. Uh, I think that's going to be the winner. Yeah. Well,
2: I don't know. I just,
1: I like the Dallas front four against, uh, you know, that may lead to him running the ball, but who knows? They look like a different,
3: they look like a different team right now. Again, we know they got to win in the playoffs to prove anybody, you know, for anything yes. to anybody, but they yes. do look different. Something's I different. Be,
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo beats them either. I mean, I think yeah. uh, one last question for you, Byron, before you before you go, because it's a wide receiver. question. will the Kansas City wide receivers be able to catch the ball against New England?
2: I think so. They just got to line up on on, on side. <laughs> <laughs> <say. laughs>
0: I so let me ask you that's something, Keith. Okay, There's a report that came out that Robert Kraft, after the game in Germany, made the decision to move on from Bill Belichick at the end of the year. Of course, it could change if New England goes on a winning streak here. But normally, these reports I just dismiss. Unlike Mac, who takes it all in and you know wants to believe it, I usually dismiss them. But this one seems to have some credibility with me. I could see Robert Kraft having made that decision unless something drastic happens moving forward.
3: I can too. I don't think it's gonna affect the team because this this news is this isn't news. This new it was news the week they were in Germany that, you know, if if they didn't win, they might he might let him go then. But he was never gonna do that because Robert Kraft is no dummy. He's he, he 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 has some loyalty, but he's also no dummy. He knows he can probably get a draft pick for him after the year if he hangs on to him. So,
0: so let me right. let me ask you guys all this. We were talking about the brand before If Robert Kraft moves on from Bill Belichick, they just become another team. There's no link to the glory days of the past. As long as Belichick is the coach, that's like a trademark for the team. Like the San Antonio Spurs are completely irrelevant if they didn't have Coach Pop. They have Wambanyana now. I understand that. But Coach Pop was the brand. Bill Belichick is the Patriot brand. he makes
3: them relevant. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and I, I feel the same way myself in a way. I don't want to see Coach Belichick go away, but sometimes you just have to because your time is up. And okay. guess what? We're just like everybody else now. So it really does, you know, you, the brand is being spoiled by what we're watching on the field now because it's not just bad, it's boring. Okay. Um, and that's that's a sin you can't really live with for long.
1: I agree. Byron Mullins. We'll let you get out of here, Byron. Thanks for stopping as you always do on every Friday, Byron Williams, on JNB Talking Shop on Wednesdays. Always with us on Fridays, Byron. Have a great one, my friend. Take All right. Have a great weekend. All right. So, so Keith, let's 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 yep, move here. on to, to why we normally uh, what we normally have you on here for. Of course, it's the college football Patriots news. Jack wanted to jump on the Belichick. Uh, I
0: like Keith's Yankee report. That's yeah, what I'm. Yeah. Most we're like gonna to we're gonna to we're to talk one. about
1: that too. Talk a little bit about that. Um you may
3: not, you may not like it, but go ahead. But
1: first, first let's 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 uh let's talk about uh the game plan against Miami real quick, Keith. They're gonna try and take away Tyreek Hill. Uh Waddles hurt a little bit. Miami will probably try to run the ball. Patriots are good against the run. They have a good defense. Um and you got Zappy trying to throw the ball against the Dolphins. So it's gonna be to me, to me it's gonna be interesting. It's really gonna be an interesting game. I think it's gonna be a good game. Um,
3: I would like to think that they can stay in this game, although they're not playing the Dolphins this week, are they? No,
1: da- Dolphins are playing the Jets. Well, yeah, sorry, sorry sorry, the Jets. sorry, sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. We get to that's
3: okay. The Chiefs. It. Sorry. So, sorry. yeah, another top echelon team. I mean, a lot of that yeah. still applies, right? Except Waddle isn't on the Chiefs, which I'm sure Mahomes would like to have. Him. Uh, yes, I, think
1: Patriots,
3: yes, I think the Patriots will will battle in this game. You know, the, I, as I said, the defense has played well and kept them in games most of the year. I mean, there's been a couple of bad games, but the offense, it, it, we talk about confidence. Did Bailey's at-beginning confidence? I mean, that wasn't a great Pittsburgh team they beat. The defense had played was playing well up until that first half. Um, I think they'll stay close. Interesting stat I saw yesterday, by the way. The Patriots have held the, the uh, opponents under 10 points four times this year. And lost three of those games. I believe it. The rest, the rest of the NFL is fifty-three and zero in that stat. So that it. tells you all you need to know about this Patriot season.
1: Well, well, the rest of the NFL didn't have Mac Jones as a quarterback.
3: So that's, or Bailey's happy, by the way. Zappi. He had one good oh, half.
1: Bailey's happy had his first start. And you guys want to be happy, Keith?
3: One well, good. I'm. I am happy. I'm just Very not convinced. He's, I don't yeah, think he's a quarterback he's, in the future.
1: Well, of course, Max he's not really a quarterback. The quarterback he's, the he's a good second straight quarterback. That's Listen, here, here's yeah. Hope.
0: Okay, that's fair. Not, potentially. Yeah. Not, potentially.
1: not to derail your agenda,
3: Mac. But my hope for the draft is that that the Bears do give up on Justin Fields. They want to trade him and the Patriots can get involved there and find a way to get Marvin Harrison themselves, I would be real, very happy.
1: Real quick before we push on to college, do you think that if they let Bill Belichick go, which it looks like they're going to do, and he pushes on the Greener Pastures somewhere, does he take some of the staff with him? Do they clear out the whole staff because Bill Belichick was there? I mean, Mayo might not get that job because he was on Bill Belichick's staff. I mean, yeah. I, what does the GM do there?
3: Well, it's, again, the reports are still – you know, that male's got this handshake deal with craft, so we'll see whether that's true or not. Um, as far as the staff goes, his kids are certainly going. Right. If a new coach comes in from the outside, I would see, I could see them cleaning house entirely. Everybody's probably be gone. If it's male, then I think certain guys will be back. Um, I don't think Bill O'Brien will be back uh, either way. Um it just this just has not worked out the way they plan to. Part of it's personnel, obviously, and not him. But um, I think there's a good chance they clean the house if uh, if it's not Gerard Merrill, Mayo. Well,
1: listen, I, I could see Mayo go to the to the uh, Commanders and, and making a huge impact over there. So you now everybody's talking well, about Belichick going to East. I don't think that's going to happen. The but guy foregoed
3: of- the guy foregoed you know a couple of interview requests last year based on what whatever Bob Kraft said to him and promised him. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out.
1: I agree. Nebraska's uh, poised to flip Dylan uh, Riola. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Uh, so uh,
1: he's, he's gonna, they're going to try and get him away from uh, Georgia. Uh, I heard Oregon has, has got another quarterback coming through the portal too. Okay. Gabriel,
3: uh, Dylan Gabriel is uh, pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. For upwards of two million dollars in NIL money, but I guess that's irrelevant these days. So
1: right. So uh, so the the big teams are still. Nebraska surprised me. I didn't know Nebraska.
3: I, Nebraska and play for uh, McCork, uh, the the quarterback from uh, Ohio State, who entered the portal as well. Uh, so they're supposedly the front runner right now. We'll see how that plays out. But that's how you got to react now, and 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 watch Ohio State in the portal too, by the way, because they don't have a quarterback right now. Um, and I think you'll see them very active. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the draft portal, or I'm sorry, the transfer portal. There about is. forty or yeah. fifty quarterbacks in the draft portal right now.
1: There is the UConn's quarterbacks in there in the portal right now, Keith. So we'll see what who takes him. I think maybe Austin Jay- P. I think I heard Austin
3: P. is looking at them. Him.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Um, <laughs> interesting though, at, at uh, uh, Colorado right now, they actually have people studying Deion Sanders. His approach to the game, uh, how to market yourself, how to be—you know—how how do to, how to, co- to coach while marketing a brand? This is actually a course being offered right now uh, over there. Uh, he's not going to be the one teaching the course. They got uh, actually marketing and media guys coming to teach this coach, uh, t- teach this course, Keith. Very interesting. What was his record this year? Four and sevens.
0: <laughs> Well, he created a big buzz. No, no, Dion created a big, uh, big. Buzz. He did. I mean, I'm not
3: trying. I don't mean to disparage him. I just don't understand. These are the. This is what you're sending your kids to school for. I mean, I. I There'll be football players in that class. I'm pretty sure,
1: right? I would, I would think so too. But you know, that's it's interesting. They have underwater basket weaving in some schools, Keith, so.
3: Well, I mean, the, yes, I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying that there aren't other ridiculous. Matt Linehart,
0: Matt Linehart stayed an extra semester in school, and he took ping pong like a one credit course because he wanted right. to stay in school a little longer.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. So this will be a, this will be a little bit more important. Other than that, anyway. Now, look at
3: uh, maybe some good stuff will come out of it. Who knows? I mean, you know, listen, I, I people make fun of Dean. I back Dan. Deanne. Dan's a really good football coach and he teaches these kids about responsibility and taking accountability for your mistakes. And he doesn't let guys off the hook. You know, you take the sunglasses and hat off him. Mean, he's a good motivator. And some of these kids are learning some good life lessons from with Dean. I don't think he's ever gonna be a big winner, but
1: well, you know something. I think a lot of I think a lot of coaches do that. Deion. that the camera is on him all the time. I I imagine from what I know and from what I did at a lower level, that's what I did too. So I mean, all the coaches yeah. are really doing it. They're not saying, "Oh, don't worry about life; just play football for me." That's not what
3: goes. Not everyone. <laughs>
0: <You> just <get laughs> not in trouble time knowledge at all, you know. So yeah.
3: totally
0: yeah. as long as you're doing the right thing, attending classes, playing, you can learn a lot from Dion. This is a great Dion Sanders. I mean, if you're a cornerback, wouldn't you want to be mentored
1: by him? Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Great, Deion Sanders. Uh, Keith, a couple things real quick before I let you go. Uh, the Yankees signed Soto. They're supposed to be the favorite to get Yamamoto. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But, listen, Soto gives you the left-handed hitting, uh, a decent outfielder, not the greatest, but better than uh, he's not good, he's Stanton. He's bad defensively. Better than Stanton. I would tell you he's better than Stanton. And, he is uh, better than Stanton. And, and so you got something out, probably Vertigo or Vertigua or whatever his name is for the Red Sox. Verdugo, yeah. You it's a good out, out,
3: problem, big problem here, though, and you're not going to like to hear this, Mac, I know, but it is a real thing. Uh, these trades force Aaron Judge to play center field every day. Every day. Because Verdugo and, and Soto are both corner outfielders. And by the way, Soto's not a very good fence player. Soto's also a guy who... Ke- Hasn't learned the basic skill of running to first base when he hits the ball. Um, all things that bother me about a lot of guys. He's a great hitter. Don't get me wrong. Great hitter, and he can help the team there. But they got a log jam because of the limited versatility of the guys they just brought in here and Verdugo and and uh, Soto, and you've got Stanton causing a huge log jam uh, at the DH spot because you can't play into one of those guys there. And they did get a really good center fielder in this trade, too, in Grisham, which, where are you going to play him if Judge has got to play every day in center?
0: Grisham can't hit. But, you know, you're, ju- you're saying a Judge can't play center because he has a big body. It makes him more injury-prone. That's more wear and tear. He'll wear
3: down. Is but didn't
0: point. we yes. hear that in the NBA about LeBron James? No one has a bigger body than him, and look how he's lasting with all right. that pounding.
3: Uh, yeah, I g- Agreed, but Judge has had his injury issues already, and I'm not willing to want uh, well, to put more pressure
0: fluk- on Keith, flukish injuries. One of them was the fence in LA. That was inexcusable on the home team. That was a complete fluke. The other time, he got hit by a pitch. It wasn't injuries because of Juan. Taylor. Yeah.
3: No, I get it, and there's more to this than you know. Listen, the Yankees have a lot more problems, and he needed more things than Juan Soto's bat. They got two starters right now, and uh, reliable starters because you don't know whether uh, Nestor's going to come back healthy. You get Cole, and you got Clark Schmidt. King not, was going to be a starter.
1: It's not over. It's not over yet, Keith. I, mean, I know it's not, not but you so ha- so you also I have to for- sign. You also so, have to
3: sign Soto.
1: Definitely, okay. definitely. I listen. I agree, but listen, listen. I have no problem with Aaron Judge playing center field most of the games. I uh, he's Mickey Mantle did it, Bernie Williams did it. Uh Bernie was a big guy. They uh, were center his, fielders, by the way, and he is not. Well, he's well, a right well, fielder. Well, what is uh, he plays center field just as good as anybody I've seen out there, uh yeah. as far as the Yankees I, go. So when he, he goes
3: down, when he starts going down, we'll, well talk well, more. He,
0: he, well, then, he's not gonna be the full-time center fielder. They'll play him there maybe some of the time, but the Yankees are too smart, they're not gonna make judge. Well, that means yeah.
3: when he doesn't play center field by the way, that means Verdugo Soto or Stanton sits. That's Are you comfortable
0: cool. with Judge playing 40 to 50 games a year in center field? If he's yeah. going to play
3: a quarter of the season, that's one thing and I might be that's a little what I bit
0: think thing's going to be the case and then they're going to have him a right field for about, you know, 60 games and then maybe DH 3040 or whatever.
3: Now, listen, if Stanton wasn't log jamming this entire roster, I'd have really no problem here because you'd have lots of, uh, of flexibility here. They don't have it because of him.
0: I think of all the Yankee players, it's the, mo- the most pressures on Stanton to get off to a good start. If he has a bad first week, Ugh. he's going to have a hard time recovering because I don't think the Yankees are going to go out of their way to accommodate him, big contract, and not. I think he's he is going to be on the bench. Or oh, they might have some type of buyout. That's entirely to possible. the same
1: type of year, you know, that he had last. Yeah.
3: I hope Keith, he doesn't play just because he's you know making a gazillion dollars. That's all.
1: Keith, one last thing for you: a big signing. The Knicks signed Taj Gibson. So there you go. Know,
3: a- we're over the top. I think we're over the top and ready to win East. Now I we got. You. Uh,
1: two, real uh, quick, real quick, two <laughs> keys. One more. I know you got to get out of here. <laughs> you're, all right, this, you're good. I know players, I know players, there are players around the league that do not want to play for Thibodeau. Do we got to move on to Thibodeau so we can get some of the free agents in here.
3: Serious question. I get it. I I, I, I do get it. I I just don't, I really don't believe that none of the top free agents have signed here because of Tom Thibodeau. Because they didn't sign here before him either, by the way. Just remember, LeBron James was free agent before Thibodeau was here uh, at least once. Um I look at they
0: gotta the way anyway.
3: You know, I think the typical they're off to they're 13 and 10. This is a better start than this team normally gets yeah, off to. They I, usually I agree, they start I, I,
1: agree Jeff. I agree, but I think the Knicks are still the fourth, fifth best team in the in the East right now. They need yeah. to start. Maybe they can hire another assistant coach that has a player on the team. You know, maybe maybe if there's a superstar out there, like maybe that they have a, a kid that would come because his dad came. Until, I know.
3: Mean, <laughs> until a player says to me, says, "I'm not coming here because of Tom Thibodeau," I just I'm not. I don't buy it. I really don't. Nice.
1: Okay.
0: I think yeah. the one super player who could be available out there would be Zion Williamson because I think it could get to the point the Pelicans are tired of the talk with his conditioning, and if the Knicks are willing. To part with RJ Barrett in the deal for Williamson, I can see the Pelicans finally saying enough's enough. We got to move forward without him. I think, and then if you're the Knicks, you hope he's in shape, and you just hope he stays healthy. Yeah, he's gonna uh, play. Yeah,
1: he's gonna play half a season though. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you get. I don't think the Knicks get better. Signing, signing Zion. I think it's a big
3: gamble. gamble yes. yes, He's a good player. He's a great player, but can't stay healthy.
1: Keith Angle's are on right after this. But are you serious? The Mad New Yorker with you this week, Keith.
3: He is with me this week. We're going to be talking about Soto. We're going to be talking about Zach Wilson. We'll be talking about Draymond Green a little bit, and some of the quarterback. Uh, yeah, Tommy Cutlets. Still... We're
1: going to talk about Tommy Cutlets over there. I mean, all the Italians are happy. He'll about come him up him. a little.
3: He'll come up a little bit because yeah. I'm sure he, you know the New Yorkers in love he, with him. Even,
1: even Eagle fans and Jet fans are excited about this Italian young quarterback. They're, they're rooting. I'm fans. not excited,
0: Mac. He's are not Italian. Jets not Italian. He's not. Listen a to me. Listen to me.
1: I didn't say any of that. You're not Italian. I said Pags and, and the guy from DiMaggio from uh, the Jets World, he's excited about Tommy Cutlets. The Italians are all, all excited. I'm not Italian. Yeah, so, uh,
3: Father Guido Sarducci up there is the is agent, I think. I see him yes, with his dad. Yes, his dad. So
1: there you go. There you go. I think I think Sylvester Salone's making a guest appearance at Tommy's house to eat a cutlet. Anyway, <laughs> have a great one. Check out Keith right after us on Roku. Mm. Thanks, Keith. Have a good one, buddy.
3: Have a great weekend, guys. See you Sunday.
1: Okay, Keith. Uh, I I saved this comment from Rick to the before till after Keith left. Uh, of course, uh, everybody that's watching sports has seen Cam Newton talking about who's not an elite quarterback. In other words, he's saying who's game managers. He called Brock Purdy a game manager. He called Dak Prescott a game manager. He said, that, he said that Jared Goff, I agree, is a game manager. I agree with that. I think he's a game manager, a very good game manager at, at that point. But I know Brock Purdy uh, and Dak Prescott are people that can make the team win in the clutch, and I, I, I believe they're not game managers, Jack. There's
0: nothing wrong with being a game manager. I think what Rickard means and what Cam Newton was talking about is who are the difference makers? There are not a lot of quarterbacks that are difference makers. It's true. There are very few. A Patrick Mahomes is a difference maker. Jalen Hurts could be a difference maker. Josh Allen could be a difference maker. Joe Burrow. But for the most part, you get into the category with the Jared Jobs, a Baker Mayfield, and a whole bunch of them, for the most part, are game managers. So I think the majority of starting quarterbacks I in the him. NFL game managers
1: i'd agree with that but i think dak prescott this year brock purdy this year he's
0: been a different. this year dak prescott's yes. been a difference maker in right. all fairness brock purdy's been an outstanding game manager still because if you look at his weapons he all he has to do is manage the game Rob Purdy is not going to go out there and win you a game if the offense is struggling. That's the difference
1: between game changers I, 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 and I, game I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, he's not a Josh Allen. They don't depend on him, which and is good. He can win you a game. A is Josh good.
0: Allen can win you a game. And he could lose you the, the game. game.
1: And, and he could lose well, you, you course, the game. Of course. So, but, but, so I don't think it's a bad thing. But the, the, th- the thing I love is that here is Cam Newton that nobody wanted as a second-string quarterback talking about who's elite and who's not elite. Cam Newton was a former MVP. Give him a break. Don't uh, say no. Nobody words. even he wanted him. He had a career. He had a heck of a career, Cam no. Newton. He, yeah, he had a good career. I don't think he had a, he's not a Hall of Famer, Jack. Anyway, folks. We'll see you tomorrow on the Mac and Jack debate show. Maybe we'll debate that. Again, Noon is definitely not a Hall of Famer. Anybody says that's crazy. We'll see you tomorrow on the Mac and Jack sports debate show with Dr. Paul Simmendinger. Have a great Friday, folks. Glad you tuned in.